with diverse flora and fauna, magnificent natural landscapes, and an ecological biosphere that supports life. This wondrous planet is our earthly home. From our animal co-inhabitants to the lush rainforests and life-giving soil, we cherish all these as gifts from the Creator. It is a common theme in the world's major faiths that during our temporary stay here, we should be good stewards of Mother Earth. Throughout the years, Supreme Master Ching Hai has shared the message of leading a balanced life while following a spiritual path. Not only must we nourish our spirits, but we share the responsibility to care for nature and our fellow beings. In light of recent scientific evidence stressing the grave state of our planet caused by climate change, Supreme Master Ching Hai affirms the important message she has noted for over the past two decades. We must be vegetarian, meaning an animal-free diet, and practice sustainable living. Today we present to you Supreme Master Ching Hai's discussion on climate change titled A Great Mission, Saving the Planet via video conference with Supreme Master Television staff in California, USA on November 26, 2008. Hello. Hi, guys. Thank for the ovation. Hello, greetings, Master. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Yeah, look good. Feel good. <laughs> you look great. We're all very happy and excited to be with you today. On behalf of everyone, I'd like to thank you for this precious opportunity to talk with you. Mo, oh, I like to talk with you. Yeah, we, we love to talk with you, too. Master, today is the eve of Thanksgiving here in the United States. Good timing, good timing. Yes, so it's an American tradition that is celebrated every year for families to get together and to be thankful to God. Yes. So in this season of gratitude, we'd like to thank you, Master, for all of your grace, patience, and love. Well, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> for protecting us and taking care of us. Last time when we had a chance to speak with you, that was two days after this strong earthquake here in Southern California. So thanks to your special blessing and love, millions of residents and ourselves were safe. And um, on the news reports, there were very little injuries at all or very little damage. I'm glad. And also recently, uh, in Southern California, there has been this major wildfires. Um, in the past recent times, we've seen a lot of drought in California. And so last night, there was this big change, this terrific rain is just pouring out, and we feel the blessing from that as well. So while Thank we've God. been working here in Los Angeles, we feel that Master's always been protecting us. We've had a lot of Things happen, but everything has always worked out very smoothly. So we'd like to thank you for sheltering us to continue to do this noble job in safety. 
Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. I'm sorry you had some scare. And I'm glad you are courageous. Very brave guys. Yeah, you, you taught us well. So um, we love you very much, Master. And with your permission, we'd like to ask some questions that has been on our mind. And we're also very eager to share some good news with you. Ah, wonderful. So we can share some of our stories. Good news. Hello, Master. Hello. I wanted to share a story, and I'm so grateful and thankful that you gave me the opportunity to be here. I, I, I me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, the story um, has to do with um, animals. Um, I have gotten spiritual signs, or I felt they were spiritual signs from animals. And yes. When I was first here, I struggled a lot dealing with uh, karma and attachments. And, um, and then one day, uh, a little baby possum came up and got into this house. And he came all the way upstairs, and he was right outside the room. Yeah, it was so cute. And then um, uh, about a month or so later, I was still struggling. <laughs> and I, was, I went outside. I was having a tough day. And um, then an adult possum crossed my path. I said, okay, it's a sign. So I have studied Native American uh, teachings before, and each animal has a different meaning. So oh. I, have a web, I have websites that I look the, the meanings up, and I um, looked at the meaning of an opossum, and it's, uh, one of the meaning was, meanings was diversion. And so I felt that it was a sign of that they were telling me that Maya was trying to divert me. So it went from being a small diversion from the baby possum to a large diversion with the adult possum. Ah. But um, I still didn't want to listen. <laughs> but eventually um, I talked to a good friend here. And um, after that, my struggle ended. And I had a new sense of purpose and was glad to be here. And, and then the next day I took a walk. Oh. <laughs> and then on my walk, um, I saw, it was just across the sidewalk, um, the, a snail, a really big snail with a shell and everything. I'd never seen one in real life before, and then let alone in L.A. where it's really dry here. And I said, oh, it's, you know, it's another sign. And when I got back, I looked up, and um, a snail means uh, um, perseverance and determination. Oh. And then, <laughs> so I knew, you know, those are the qualities I need to um, continue to grow here. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you don't grow so like a snail. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Persevere, okay, but grow fast. It's tough to accept things when it's not uh, very familiar, huh? Yeah, it's, it's better now. I'm very happy to be here. It's noble, okay? Continue with just the snail, all right? <laughs> That's about it with the snail. But I've had other experiences where animals have come into my path, and it's been so amazing. I'm just so honored that I saw them, and I feel like they're really on our side. And then especially after reading your book, The Noble Wilds, I was so... Um, Moved, you know, I was like, wow, I just want to really learn more about the animal world. Anyway, it's so amazing to me, and um, I really know that they love us. 
Yes. I'm very happy. <laughs> Thank you, Master. Any more snails or <laughs> a possum coming? <laughs> no, that's it. Thank you, Master. I met some spider yesterday. What is that? <laughs> I'll have to look it up. <laughs> look it up and email me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I met also an opossum. She was on the road and she was hit by a car. No clinic was open at that time, but because I had a lot of pets, so one of my uh, vet doctor opened his house for me. I went to his house <laughs> and uh, begged him to come to the clinic to save the possum. Yes, and uh, he could not save her, but at least he eased her pain. And then in the morning she passed away, but uh, we discovered she has many babies in her pouch. Do you know possum carry the babies in her pouch like a kangaroo? Oh, it was really uh, uh, very, very emotional for me. And uh, so we, uh, the doctor arranged with some wildlife society and they took the babies to where they are specialized in uh, taking care of baby possums. The next uh, night she came into my vision with a whole bunch of babies and to thank me. Oh, it was too much. It was very, very touching, you know. She came in my vision with the babies to thank me and say that they're happy. She's happy to go and all that. They do have their spiritual quality very high. Yes. Ciao. <laughs> Hi, Master. Hi. Hi, I have a really cool story to share with you. Cool. Um... <laughs> Recently in um, Sydney, Australia, our association members interviewed an animal telepathic communicator, and her name is Simone Lee, and she's able to telepathically communicate with animals. All she needs is a picture, and she can just talk to them, like have a conversation like we talk to each other. Yes. After the interview, um, she was flipping through your book, The Birds in My Life. Yes. And... Um, one of your birds, actually, Master, was trying to um, contact her and communicate with her. So yes. our association members, they recorded this and sent this to us. And from the picture, it looks like your bird, Lumino. And he was trying to talk to her. And the animal communicator said that he said that um, he loves where he lives. And he said it's like heaven. And she said, yeah, she could feel it from his end, and she said that it feels very beautiful. The animal communicator said that it feels like just this crooning, just beautiful lull, and you're just kind of swept towards your direction. That's when our association member said, oh, um, she's an enlightened being, that's why. And the animal telepathic communicator said, oh, well, no wonder it feels like heaven. And she said, it's very clear what you radiate. She said she could feel it from the bird's end. And um, then she asked the bird, so what was your message or what did you want to say? And um, your bird said, um, um, can you please tell the world how beautiful our mom is and how beautiful our home is and how special it is that there's someone that can do that for us? 
when she asked him, is that your message or your mom's message? And he said, it's her message, but it comes through us. And um, the message that he wanted to share is, we are here to evolve the world, to lift it. And the more people that are aware of this, the greater the possibility of it. Yes. Until you experience it, it may be difficult or challenging for you to understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Our journey is to help as many experience it as possible. And right. he said that he's choosing not to use the word people, so as many beings to experience it. And then she asked him, is there anything else you want to share? And he said, oh, yeah, and don't forget to tell people that we have fun, too. <laughs> so thank you, Master, and thank Lumino for sharing this special message with us. Lumino, yeah, the little one, a lot of color, yeah? Yeah, yeah very beautiful colors, yes. Right, right. Okay. Hi, Master. Hi. Uh, I would like to say that uh, my family, they're all becoming more vegetarian than before. Oh. Uh, like my father said, like 10 years back, they thought I'm strange, but now they understand better. And uh, I have a little brother who's born vegetarian. And uh, also my little cousin. Uh, a few weeks ago, I talked with him, and I just talked with him once, and he, he said he became a vegetarian since then. Wow. I'm happy about that. And uh, I was always hoping that um, uh, someone in my family would also practice spiritually. So I hope that my little cousin, uh, I'm sure in the future he will practice something. Uh, maybe he will get initiation. Hi, Master. Hello. Being here is the most precious gift and experience of my life. For the first time, I feel I'm in the right place on earth. You are. Each day, you take my hand to guide me, teach me, and help me to grow, opening the doors of my heart in mysterious ways. I am and would be forever grateful for your immense love and grace. Master, you are the light shining in my heart. I only wish this overwhelming love to expand, expand, expand. I love you. Wow. Thank you. Very nice. Very nice. Beautiful. Nice expression. You are getting better all the time, and I'm proud of you. I'm proud of your progress. Thank you, Master. You feel you progress, right? Yes, I yeah, can feel. I'm... Thank you. Thank you so much, Master. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you for growing fast. <laughs> Hello, Master. Hello. I have some good feedback for you about our program. Not so long ago, with your inspiration, we started to have more opera programs, as you know. <laughs> Um, sharing the classical art of music with the world. In Hong Kong, the Tin Ma Music and Opera Association um, allowed us to film their opera performance, which we aired, and they were very impressed, um, and they were happy that 
uh, all the world could um, have a chance to know about the Chinese opera. And um, they also said um, they wanted to thank you especially for promoting these beautiful arts with the world. So thank you, Master. Now you're welcome. You guys everywhere now. Omnipresent. <laughs> Hello, Master. Hello. I have good news to share about vegetarian communities around the world. Um, this is about three institutions. Um, the first one is a community in Israel. It's founded by the African Hebrew Israelites over 40 years ago. Um, in this community, they are mostly uh, raw, organic uh, vegans. Over the past 40 years, there have been over a thousand babies born who have never eaten meat. And wow. um, they virtually don't know the concept of death and disease um, because wow. they've never seen any of their peers die. Um, wow. And this community is also based on sustainable living. They practice um, agriculture and, and green living. And they're yeah. also introducing this way of living and diet to um, six other African ministries of health. The founder who we interviewed said that when they um, introduced this to a village um, that had high infant mortality rates um, after the village adopted it, um, no babies have died since then. Um, and also in their village, um, over 20 to 25 years, there's been no cases of malaria. And in addition, they said that when they introduced people um, to the vegan diet, um, it transformed their character and they became different people. And the founder said it was because they no longer had this hatred and this negativity in their body um, from the meat. Um, and the founder himself grew up in an urban area in America. And, um, and it just reminded me so much of what you said that when the world goes vegetarian, um, there's going to be an Eden on Earth. Mm. And um, the next two institutions of vegetarians are um, two universities in America, one of which uh, is very close to us. It's called the Loma Linda University. It was founded by the Seventh-day Adventists, and the entire university practices uh, vegetarian ideals. The cafeterias, um, even the hospitals that uh, um, service citizens outside of the school are all vegetarian. Um, and another school is uh, Maharishi University of Management. And what's unique about this school is they practice conscious-based learning. In order to be a student, you have to um, take a class on meditation. And they feel that meditation helps you learn better, helps you to develop your character, um, helps you to develop the light within so that you can understand all the living beings in the world and develop yourself um, individually. Um, in addition, uh, this school also has a, a farm where they grow organic uh, food, fruits and vegetables that help to feed the school. Um, and they have unique, uh, unique courses like sustainable living um, that yeah. teaches you how to um, use renewable energy, how to mm -hmm. uh, have green, uh, a, a green economy and um, in addition, there's a, a smaller school that's connected to this university. It's uh, from kindergarten to 12th grade. And in this school, it's open enrollment. Any students can attend. 
they are also vegetarian. The students consistently score in the top 1% of all national standardized tests. Um, it kind of goes back to saying um, that people with higher IQs choose to be vegetarians. Mm. And that's all, Master. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for the story. This school exists a long time already. Some of the benefits of a vegetarian diet lowers blood pressure, lowers cholesterol levels, reduces type 2 diabetes, prevents stroke conditions, reverses atherosclerosis, reduces heart disease risk 50%, reduces heart surgery risk 80%, prevents many forms of cancer, stronger immune system, increases life expectancy up to 15 years, higher IQ, saves 70% of the total cost of 40 trillion U.S. dollars for reducing global warming, uses 4.5 times less land to grow food, conserves up to 70% clean water, saves 80% of the cleared Amazonian rainforest from animal grazing, a solution for world hunger, free up 3.4 billion hectares of land, free up 760 million tons of grain every year, half the world's grain supply, consumes one-third fossil fuels of those used for meat production, reduces pollution from untreated animal waste, maintains cleaner air, saves 4.5 tons of emissions per U.S. household per year, stop 80% of global warming plus more. Dạ kính chào sư phụ. Con xin cảm ơn sư phụ cho con đặt ăn được ở đây mỗi ngày ở đây như là thiên đàng đối với con vậy con rất là hạnh phúc. It's true. Dạ, cảm ơn sư phụ. Dạ. Ah. You welcome, enjoy. Dạ, thank you. Enjoy. I'm glad you like. Dạ. Thanks for all the work you do. Dạ, con cảm ơn sư phụ. Hi, Master. Hi. We'd like to share some stories from our restaurant, um, One World Vegetarian. We have a dishwasher, Ivan. He was brought up in Mexico, and he lived on a farm. And he saw a lot of cruelty to animals, but it didn't click to him. And now that he's working at One World, he was watching Supreme Master television. He stopped um, animal cruelty. And he saw a teardrop in the cow's eye, and ever since then he stopped eating beef. So we're really glad about that. Um, wow. Thank you, Master. I'm glad too. The cows are glad too. <laughs> Another story is um, one of our kitchen staff, Maria. She's been working there for a few years. And um, she, in the beginning, she really enjoyed listening to Master's Buddha chantings. And now, since um, Supreme Master TV has started, she's been vegetarian for about two years now. Wow. And then we have a few servers in front that, since starting to work at One World, um, were vegetarian and have gone vegan. Um, and we have one server, Carla. She was not even vegetarian. And um, now she's gone vegetarian, and she's also started the convenient method. So uh, thank you so much, Master, for all your loving grace. Thank God for that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, and 
while working here, we have seen um, a lot of our customers um, go to a plant-based diet um, and change, and they're more accepting to vegetarian. Um, and we just want to thank you so, so much for all your love and your blessing that you give us. Um, and we thank you, and the animals thank, and we just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for everything you do. Thank you, Master. I'm very pleased. I'm very pleased to hear all that. You guys have been very diligent and working hard at it. God will bless you so much. Thank you, Master. Master, with your permission, we'll go into the questions. Ah, yes. Hi, Master. Hi. How many vegetarians are in the world now, so far? Oh, I forgot to count. <laughs> but we need 300 million more vegans in order to meet the critical mass deadline. Try to make it with all the programs and all the flyers and whatever we can do. Because we can't continue uh, prolonging the period of uh, uh, what I call a tipping point, yeah? There are certain timing that we have to meet. And uh, I hope we can make it, you know? And w when is the tipping point now? It can be any time now. Thank you, Master. All right, you're welcome. Be prayerful, okay? Hi, Master. Hi. Uh, the question is, uh, how much contribution to the time extension is from uh, becoming vegetarian? Their contributions for the extension of the tipping point is two years. Yeah? From all the human race. They are, their contribution is like that. I wish I could extend it forever, but there is a limit to the grace of the universe, yeah? Because if uh, we continue to extend the grace, then uh, the human uh, uh, will not wake up and they will kill each other again and animal again, then it, it's not a very good thing also, yeah? Mm. yeah thank you, Master. But uh, we all do what we can, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome, love. Uh, Master. Hello. I have a question about uh, the Himalayas. Uh, scientists in India predicted that by 2035, all the glaciers in the Himalayas would have uh, uh, melted. And, uh, of course, the global warming uh, is accelerating the melting. And uh, this uh, can cause floods and droughts for the people. And the master was in Himalayas uh, about 20 uh, plus years ago. And so uh, master can see the difference between uh, uh, before and the, what is the conditions now. Can master please share her thoughts about uh, the status of the Himalayas today uh, and your concerns? Uh, thank you, master. You know, we can still change that. But actually, the glacier is already melting, you know, beyond... Uh the ordinary degree, yeah? Usually, they did not melt so much at this time. 
of the year or at all, but now they melted a lot, more than usual already, as you have reported, or um, you might have seen on uh, reports, uh, you know, through the scientists and research and all that, and it's been proven already that it's melting faster than we uh, have expected and uh, that we have imagined. So, uh, well, I can only pray, you know, Many are concerned, but little is done to avert this tragedy. And I cannot imagine what happened if all the glacier in the Himalaya are melted. I cannot imagine how people will live. You know, the Ganges River would fit millions of people, depending on the glacier of the Himalaya. And if it melted all, then first of all, we will have a lot of flood. And then we will have drought, you know, and dryness afterward because the water will not be distributed evenly like it has been done for, you know, centuries. The glacier is there to fit the Ganges water and it melts slowly, slowly as per, you know, using. As, as the human uses it, it will melt it out just evenly distributing day by day like this. But if it's all melted at one time, then uh, cities will be uh, drowned, people will die, and a flood will be everywhere, and then later we will have no water even, no reservoir anymore. So either way, either a lot of flood or drought, we, we, it's very dangerous for the people, especially the people uh, who depend on the Ganges River and the glacier to survive. I'm really worried, but... I just pray and hope that the the people who are in power will do something. The only solution is vegetarian diet for everybody. And it's so easy to do. Not like we ask a lot. So we just have to do our best and be patient. Yes, yes, Master. And pray for the best, huh? Yes. Uh, thank you, Master. Uh, thank you. Our people have to spread out more the solution, like the veggie diet. and We do what we can as uh, far as our group ability can do. Everybody's worried, but little is done. What we need now is action, action from the government to inform people and to reinforce the new life-saving diet. That's a vegan diet, at least vegetarian diet. Even a little milk now and then, if they just uh, use it for emergency-wise, it should be all right. But if we uh, raise too much livestock, then uh, it's helpless. The bad karma of killing cannot be eliminated unless people walk in the opposite direction and wash their hands of the innocent blood. Uh, the question is that um, you said if all people will, would become vegetarian, then uh, the global warming would stop within like two months. And the question is, but all the cows and, and animals who produce all the methane, they are still alive for like another 10 years. How come the global warming would stop so fast? There are not only cows, there are pigs and 
chickens and turkeys, ducks, geese, goats, sheep, etc. Who doesn't have a long lifespan like the cows? So they will go out naturally. And these contribute a lot also to the global warming, not just the cows. If it's amazing from the animals alone, then they will be also absorbed and dissipate in the air, and no more, no more new one. And also, it's not just the animals; it's many things that connected with it, like uh, killing animals and cleaning the animal carcass and cleaning all their environment where they live, and the transportation for it, and the uh, medical. Equipment and medicine concerning with animals and the people who got sick from the animals and the transportation from the people who got sick from the animals and many other kind of things. And for that, they produce more CO2 as well. Storages and all kind of uh, hidden cost involving uh, human and sick animals. And fertilizer from the animals, and for more animal feeding, fertilizer for more animal feeding, clearing more forests for animal feeding, planting animal feed, and fertilizing animal feed, and runoff pollution, acidity caused by runoff pollution and weather change, and cause more destruction, and then erosion, and then reconstruction, etc., etc. It's the whole chain of effect. It's not just the animal methane gas, and because if we reduce the methane gas, that means reduce the global warming, and reduce global warming means reduce more methane from the permafrost, the coal mud, etc., and reduce the acidity from runoff pollution from the animal waste, animal feeding, animal fertilizer. Pesticide and all that—the whole chain—and it costs more. And when you have more methane, then it breeds more methane, etc., etc. So it's not just the animals. That's physically and scientifically speaking. Yes. And another thing, people forget all the time the cause and effect, the karma. Even people now they eat meat all these years, and they just turn to vegetarian diet. Then their cancer is diminished or. Lessen the sickness is gone. Even cardiovascular disease and many other diseases just disappear. So even if the methane gas is still there in the air from the animal, but we turn away from killing, we drop the butcher knife, then we are protected by our own virtues. And each one we have five angels protecting him. So you see, even people already got sickness inside the body already, like cancer, cardiovascular disease, heart disease, all kind of stuff. You name it, and they turn vegetarian diet, and the sickness is gone in a short time or no time. What to talk about the outside influence is not much anymore. Yes, yes. We are protected once we turn to be a compassionate person, not just to talk about this uh, physical effect. But physical effect also you can calculate it, and then you will know it'd be much lesser, even if the cows are still there for ten years or twenty years or whatever years, because we are protected. Once we are compassionate, the compassion will envelop us 
and we become immune. That's why many people turn vegetarian. Diet they cure their sickness. It's been proven through medical treatment, through scientific research already. But karma is a funny thing, also. <laughs> It's a very exact thing. So even if we are already poisoned from inside out already, we still can cure ourselves by being vegetarian. Not to talk about the methane outside in the air, it will disappear. And even if it's there, it won't affect you. That is that. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Master. Some of the diseases related to meat consumption and/or production: rabies, anthrax, sleeping sickness, Q fever, norovirus, swine flu, Ebola reston virus. Cured meats and fish increase leukemia risk in children. Antibiotic-resistant superbug infections from a strain of Staphylococcus aureus, blue tongue disease, E. coli, Salmonella. Bird flu, mad cow disease, or Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, 90% of the population at risk. Pig's disease, or PMWS, listeriosis, shellfish poisoning, preeclampsia, Campylobacter, Clostridium difficile, diseases hidden in healthy-appearing livestock. Some of the costs of meat eating. Infertility. Eating just one serving of meat per day increases the risk of women's infertility by 32%, with additional meat consumption increasing the risk. Heart disease. Over 17 million lives lost globally each year. Cost of cardiovascular disease is at least one trillion U.S. dollars a year. Cancer. Increased childhood cancers and adult reproductive cancers from hormones in meat. Colon rectal cancer. Over one million new colon cancer patients diagnosed each year. More than 600,000 colon cancer-related mortalities annually. In the United States alone, colon cancer treatment costs about 6.5 billion U.S. dollars. Millions of people are newly diagnosed with other meat-related cancers every year. Diabetes. 246 million people are affected worldwide. An estimated 174 billion U.S. dollars spent each year on treatment in just the United States. Obesity. Worldwide, 1.6 billion adults are overweight, with 400 million more who are obese. Costs 93 billion U.S. dollars each year for medical expenses in the United States alone. At least 2.6 million people die annually from problems related to being overweight or obese. Environmental uses up to 70% of clean water, pollutes most of the water bodies, deforests the lungs of the earth, uses up to 43% of the world's cereal, uses up to 85% of the world's soy, causes world hunger and wars, 80% cause of global warming, plus more. Some of the costs of milk consumption: cowpox from milking cows, bacterial microbes, pesticides, and enzymes found in cheese derived from the inner stomach linings of other animals. Up to 80% of the calories in cheese are from pure fat. Breast, prostate, and testicular cancer from hormones present in milk. Hysteria and Crohn's disease. 
hormones and saturated fat leads to osteoporosis, obesity, diabetes and heart disease, linked to higher incidences of multiple sclerosis, classified as a major allergen, lactose intolerance, plus more. For more urgent information, please visit www.suprememastertv.com forward slash killers. For help quitting, please visit. Hello, Master. Hello. Master, you you have mentioned many times that we should choose uh, organic food. And uh, there was a lecture in Korea called Strawberry Fish, where a disciple explained that the DNA of the, the vegetable could be mixed with the DNA of the animals. What consequence could such food have on our practice regarding the precepts? Even though we are not deliberately killing the animals to eat or to mix it inside the vegetarian food, we still have some little consequences. It will maybe affect our practice, affect our concentration in meditation, or it could affect our body also. Because once we practice spiritually, our body, our mind, our cells, DNA, everything is so pure. So it doesn't tolerate any impure stuff that comes into the body. That's why when you're sick and all that, that, that is the way the body tries to get rid of the toxin or the you know unsuitable agent that filter into your body. So we try to eat as organic as possible. It's better. The pure food, pure vegetable. That's why I have told your brother and sister in some of the retreat. I say, you can plant your own vegetable. Everybody can plant enough to feed their own family if they have a little yard even. Or they can plant on the balcony or on the roof. Yeah, or in the garage, you know. <laughs> okay, do what they can, if they can. Eh? Yes, okay. master. Organic food, organic vegetable, pure and simple is always better for us not just physically but spiritually as well thank you master you're welcome love hello master hello master you have such long lush beautiful hair people are worried that they do not receive enough vitamins or nutrients from plant-based diet Mm. But is being vegetarian the secret to your natural glowing beauty and hair? Hmm. You have beautiful hair yourself. Why you ask me? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Being a vegetarian does help your hair, of course, because the living vegetable, they have a lipid. It's good for everything, not just hair. But anyway, if you don't have a good hair... Vegetarian or not, you can uh, try to treat it with ointments and some nutrition for the hair. Nowadays, they have plenty. We are vegetarian because we love animals, not because we want to keep our hair. So maybe you still can lose your hair even if you're vegetarian. (laughs) We have to have a balanced diet. Then it will be good for everything, also including hair. I don't really take care of my hair that much. Apart from uh, now and again, I cook for the Supreme Master Television. Right now, we eat just 
the things that is uh, taken off the trees, like maybe fruit, even vegetable. They're fruity vegetable, like eggplant and tomatoes, cucumbers and gurk and squash and all that. We don't even eat so-called the leafy vegetable even anymore. <laughs> so uh, whatever you eat, just remember the divine power that is nourishing us and also taking care of your hair. And if the hair is still there, good. If the hair not there, goodbye. Thank you, Master. Hi, Master. Hi. Is there a message you would send to the new president-elect of the United States besides being veg and going green? Thank you. <laughs> First of all, I'm very proud of him that he has really been a great hope for many people and brought a lot of uh, inspiration for many Americans as well as the world citizen. I'm proud of him and I want to congratulate him. And I know that uh, the pressure is very great on him because people will expect a lot, a lot, a lot from him. And I hope he's strong, healthy and wise to continue to fulfill the expectation of the people. But it will be huge on him, huge. Now, as far as uh, being vest going green, that he knows already. <laughs> if I have something to tell him, let's go like this. Dear President Obama, don't be a president. Don't be a president. Be an extraordinary leader. Be a compassionate leader. Be the one of the kind leader. And be compassionate, of course, and endorse a more compassionate lifestyle for the Americans. Be a hero. Be a lifesaver. Be a historical vegan president of America and lead the world to salvation. Peace and love expands. War and hatred contract and isolate. That's what I would tell him, and he understands. Thank you, Master. That was beautiful. You're welcome. Hello, Master. Hello. My question is about the new president. What uh, are the prospects for peace in Middle East, in particular with the new U.S. president? Master, his name is Mubarak. And in Arabic, Mubarak is the, the blessed. He's a blessed president. Yeah, he is blessed. Look at how many people support him, how many people love him. And with big power came big responsibility. Concerning the prospect for peace in the Middle East, in particular with the new president, he has promised to put the Middle East peace on his top agenda. Yeah. He has promised like that, and he even called the presidents, Palestine and Israel, to tell them that. 
So let's hope with his sincerity. And uh, newfound popularity and power, something may be happening that contribute to the true and lasting peace in your region of the world. Because I know you're concerned. Me too, I'm concerned, even though I am not Jews and I'm not Palestine. But I love both of these people. I'm sure they can talk together and understand each other. So it, it will also depend on both the Palestinian and the Israel government. We pray for them. Yeah. Thank you, Master. Thank you. Because the people, they want peace. It's, <laughs> the government has to make it happen. Yeah. You look beautiful. Thank you, Master. Like Thank a, you. You're like the Jewish princess. <laughs> Hi. It's so exciting to see you. Okay, Choco, I'm listening. So my question is, um, concerning the global financial crises, uh, we see a lot of people in developing and developed world being affected. But on a positive side, we also see that people are going through positive lifestyle changes. For example, I read an article about this lady. She was redesigning her old clothes yes. and using that to sell and also wear. And people are trying to be more frugal. There seems to be a, a group of people who are focusing on being less material. And, and so it's like a big opportunity to change your lifestyle as well. So I was wondering if you can say something to encourage people to look on the positive side and use this as an opportunity to be a better world citizen. Yes, uh, they are doing fine. If they are being more frugal now and more economizing now, then it is good. They're doing fine because uh, they don't have choice anyway. So it is a time to rethink of how we spend our money and how we spend our time. Because sometimes more money <laughs> means spending more time also. First, more time to earn it. Second, more time to spend it. And sometimes more time in the hospital as well because you have more money, you go out doing more, more silly stuff, drinking, drugging, and all kind of other things. You are more prone to temptation. So even if economically we are not in a sound position, but maybe it's right that people should uh, think about how to rearrange their life now. We don't have to always buy new and fashionable clothes. We don't have to go to the latest restaurant trend. There are many things in life which could give us joy and satisfaction without much uh, of the money involved. Some people, they live only maybe several hundred dollars per month even. Maybe they don't recycle their own clothes, but they recycle somebody else. They go out and pick up the clothes second-hand clothes, or sometimes people throw it in the garbage. Very good clothes still. Furniture and all that, uh, we can always uh, live on. Without furniture, it's also fine. Actually, we have some furniture here, <laughs> but mostly the dogs use it, so I don't have much chance. And uh, it's not necessary that we have a lot of things to enjoy life truly. Because once we truly go inside and enjoy the richness within us, we really couldn't care less where we live and how much we have. Look at the new so-called Buddha. 
He sit there under the tree without anything for a long time, no food, no drink, and he's happy and fit and healthy. Why? Because he has abundance within himself, and he's happy. If you were to give him the whole palace, I don't think he's any happier than he is now. He probably say, "Okay, okay," he accepted, but I don't think he's more happy than he is when he sit under the body tree. So it's up to us to make our life rich. With a spiritual splendor and the glory of the kingdom of God and the blessing of the divine, whatever we have, we use it, and that is the best. Redesign your clothes or whatever, because let's face it, the fashion sometimes come and go, no? right? Long time ago, it was a very long and flowy dress, and then it goes shorter and shorter, and then it become mini. <laughs> So people keep cutting up and up and up. <laughs> Very economical. <laughs> you cut the rest of the the dress, and you leave just a little bit on top there, and the rest that you cut, you can use to do something else. Make a curtain out of it, bed sheet out of it, or make some more mini jeep out of it. <laughs> then you don't have to buy many, <laughs> many uh, more mini jeep, or you don't have to spend a lot more cloth to make any more uh, dress. <laughs> you know, whatever situation. Look at the bright side. So economic depression or not, we still can manage. And even if you don't have food, there are a lot of uh, vegetables, like uh, for example cauliflower. And the the gardener he will cut off a little bit more hard the greener part outside, eh? the leaves outside, and he just leave the nice and white and tender part inside. You know, you can go and collect them and eat them. There are still plenty of vitamin, and they are vegetable. Uh, Sometimes uh, vegetable are not uh, that perfect, or a little bit yellow, and then you throw it out, and you can collect them from a supermarket or gardener, and just for one or two person family, you don't really need much. Truly, like that. Really, thank you, thank you, Master. So it's good for people that they have learned to economize and to live according to situation. Thank you, Master. Before I go, I just want to say thank you for bringing me here to grow and, and serve a little bit. Uh, to feel much happier here. Ah, oh, wonderful, wonderful! You brought yourself there. <laughs> <laughs> It's good that you bring yourself there. A good decision. <laughs> thank you. Very wise. Thank you. And working there, uh, you earn immense merit. You know that, right? Working there, I mean, working for the world. So your merit is immense, immense, huge. It's an honor to be here, even though sometimes it's a challenge for us. He told us before that, despite our shortcomings and and feelings and emotions, we have to try and go beyond that for for a noble cause. So uh, I've learned a lot being here. Very good. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Master, you've devoted so much of your time, energy, money, financial resources towards helping to elevate the consciousness of the planet, so we have a more uh, compassionate, green planet. Um, I truly believe that you deserve the Nobel Peace Prize. Why haven't you received the Peace Prize? I tell you what, I got plenty. 
already. Plenty. And if you want one, if you come here, you could also get one. Oh, thank you, thank you. Not only me, but all my uh, staff here, we got Nobel Peace Prize almost every day by just eating the soup. You know why? No. I tell you. We have uh, one assistant here. And every time he cook, apart from when I cook for the Remastered Television show, then we have some uh, little good food. And most of the time he cooks. So whenever he cooks, we know exactly what we're going to have for lunch or dinner. Mostly we, we don't have much time to cook. We are very busy. So just, uh, you know, brown rice and bean and sesame. And then maybe some warm tofu or warm vegan sausage, whatever we can get there some protein and just brown rice sesame that's the basic and you can add on tofu or vegan sausage and then some fruit and every day of course he feel like it's too dry so he cook us a soup and every day is almost the same like he just chop some vegan sausage and chop some cucumber and put in there <laughs> and uh, sometimes we're lucky we have also some tomatoes in it uh, or whatever vegetable he just throw in there and uh, if you can eat this kind of soup every day and without complaining, then you got a Nobel Peace Prize, and we get plenty of them every day. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> All of us. So we even named this soup after him. And then later on, we changed it into Nobel Peace Prize soup. <laughs> because if you could swallow it, then you really deserve Nobel Peace Prize, is what I say. <laughs> But we live. So I don't really need any Nobel Peace Prize anymore. We got plenty, all of us. <laughs> That's good. That's good. But thank you anyway for your recommendation. And the other question is, how come there is still negative media? You see, people write what is in their heart. Like a good person think good about other people. Bad person mostly think bad about other people. Some people, they have not uh, learned to change into a positive uh, spirit. And, uh, well, they, they have to do what they do. Everybody does different job. <laughs> we do the positive, and they like to do the negative. Because they have not learned the priority yet. Right now, the world is in peril. The planet is in danger. The most priority right now is to combat the global warming to save the world, including themselves. But some people don't get that priority. Maybe they're not well informed. Or maybe they habitually like to write negative stuff or attacking people just to sell their articles. Maybe they're desperate for earning money, desperate to be noticed. These people, they're desperate in some way. They're desperate. Maybe they lack of love. Maybe no one has loved them. Maybe they just want to get attention. But the thing is, this is a negative kind of stunt or maybe craving for attention in a negative way. It doesn't always work. Most people, they don't like the person who talk bad about other person <laughs> or who talk negative things about other things. My interest in them for a while, but later on, they will not feel very good about that person. So in the first harm, 
anyone do to themselves, including a negative uh, writer or media, they, they're doing harm to themselves. We feel sorry for them. But they'll learn one day. Thank you very much, Master. Love you. Hi, Master. Well, I have a question. Uh, when scientists saw this gigantic star hurtling through the sky, Master commented that it was a super being. What is a super being, and would you please tell us more about them? Thank you. Gladly. Super beings is a being who is very super, no? <laughs> super means extraordinary, more than the mortal can imagine. They are there with superpower, with extraordinary quality of divine consciousness. Mostly, super beings are the one who helps other beings to elevate. Be it even birds or dogs or cows or chicken, they can also be super beings if their quality is super, if their actions are super, and they are in any way beneficial to other beings. Many super beings are mostly spiritually high-elevated beings, and they sometimes manifest themselves into different dimensions or different kind of form in order to help others. Even a river is a super being. The earth is a super being. The sun is a super being. They are not just in-earth material planet. They are beings. It's just they don't look like you or they don't look like moving, so we don't know they are beings, but they are super beings. They manifest themselves as river, as sea, as mountains, as earth, as stars, for the benefit of others. Well. They are to be respected. So in the ancient time, or even now, some people still worship river and mountains. They are not all in the wrong. They do see that mountains has a spirit, trees has spirit, even stone has spirit. They do see things, so they worship them. But of course they are not the, the ultimate uh, manifestation of the divine. They are not the most high, but nevertheless they are super part or super manifestation from the divine. So it's all worthy of our respect, salutation, and uh, gratitude. Without water, many beings would die. Without trees, without the ocean, how do we live? These are super beings. Also, not just the stars or comet, not just the moon, not just the sun. We are living in the grace of a super being called the earth. That's why the original people, they call her Mother Earth. And very respectfully, because they can see it. Sometimes they can communicate also with the earth spirit or with the mountain. So the mountains can talk to you. The trees will tell you. So walk the earth with awe and respect. Look at the trees with love and reverence. Touch the plan with gratitude and admiration. Everything around us 
is from the divine and is a part of the divine. Not just human beings, not just animals. Be reverent with all things. Thank you. Thank you, Master. Hello, Master. Hello. I have mm. a question um, from science, even mm. quantum physics, because uh, quantum physics sort of um, gives some indication to even materialist scientists that uh, uh, there is something beyond the space and time, okay. some reality. And um, as long as it was theory, then, of course, there was a lot of skeptics, but now there are even very um, pronounced experiments. Mm. And there is such an established experiment which uh, was performed by Alain Spey in France, University of Paris, 25 years ago. And in that experiment, um, two objects, uh, they were originally photons, but it could be electrons, some subatomic particles, were separated from one atom very far away. Uh, today, uh, this experiment was many times repeated, even on the distances of 100 kilometers. And... Uh, after they were uh, um, separated, they influenced each other uh, mm. without any time delay, instantaneously. But mm. Albert Einstein already proved 100 years ago that nothing can travel through mm. the space without mm. uh, some time, because it yes. uh, cannot exceed speed of light. That's right. Most scientists uh, believe that there is no explanation of this experiment without uh, some connection beyond the space. So my question is, uh, uh, could you comment uh, what is this transcendental space that this uh, uh, experiment indicates? And is it perhaps uh, universal consciousness and an evidence of God uh, that uh, we are, uh, all beings are connected beyond space and time? You know very well. Hmm? Uh, what the scientist uh, has uh, told before, that nothing can uh, influence each other without going through space, right? It takes some time, right? It's so that means the space and time involved in whatever the two objects, when they want to influence each other. And now they influence it without space and time even. Well, that is, of course, <laughs> the consciousness of all beings. Yes. Okay, you call that God or just super conscious of all being? Yes, I told you we all are one. And space and time are just the products of this physical dimension. That's why when you go into the other dimension of the universe during deep meditation, time and space doesn't exist to you. You could even communicate with the beings in heavens and uh, hell, and you communicate with uh, me. No, no time involved, yes, and no language involved, no space even. And sometimes we sit uh, in transcendental samadhi for many hours, or some people many days, many months, many years, and for them, time it seems like a split second only. So time and space is just relative. To this world, uh, if the two things are to have influence on each other, they don't really always need space and time. It depends on the quality of these things. Just like love. Love doesn't need space and time <laughs> to transmit and <laughs> influence each other. When you're in love with someone, even you're far away from each other, you feel the same 
at the same time. Yeah? And uh, you influence each other's feeling at the same time with no space, no time necessary to transmit the feeling. The feeling doesn't have to go through space, even if it curve or straight space. It doesn't need. So the consciousness of all beings, as I just mentioned, even mountains are beings, trees have spirits, trees are beings, and, and plants are beings. So every other things are beings also. They are part of the universal great consciousness. They are not just material things. Even though in our uh, mortal eyes they look like physical beings or physical objects, but they are not. And the density difference make them look different, but they are all spirit. Therefore, the two objects like photons, they can influence each other without space and time because they are one. Yes, there is a connection which space and time cannot separate, just like love. Space and time cannot separate the love that a mother has for a child, or a husband has for a wife, or a boy has for a girl. They cannot separate. These are things that space and time means nothing. So I understand that in that dimension there is an attribute connection, not not spatial. Right. Thank you very much, Master. Are you happy with my quantum <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I'm very happy with your quantum answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Master. You're welcome, love. Hi, Master. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, Master, my question is um, about soul groups. You have mentioned that you have many bodies on this earth, uh, and they are helping you with your work. And uh, you also mentioned that uh, there are soul groups. Would you please uh, explain more about the purpose of uh, soul groups? Thank you. You see, sometimes... One soul has to manifest into many different bodies in order to have a better workforce, just to help out a little bit. So the main body that houses the soul can direct other bodies as well. So in that case, we call it a soul group, just to help with the work. Because one physical instrument, sometimes it's not convenient to do different jobs at the same time. So we need a couple of other bodies. That's it, okay? Yes. The same with the soulmates. Sometimes they separate themselves into two bodies, and so they fall in love. They call themselves soulmates. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I want to thank you uh, on behalf of Iranian people, on behalf of uh, initiates and also non-initiates. They um, feel your love. They feel your support. They feel your blessing. Even non-initiates, they just wanted to thank you for all of um, your love, and they really love you. Uh, the non-initiates, they love your words, they love your lectures, and it's a source of uh, hope for them. They really love you. Thank you. I love them too. Please tell them. You know I do. Yes. Thank you. The Iran people, they're very pure in the heart. They deserve more than that. But uh, in this world, we can only do what we can do. I'm trying my best to help to comfort them. Thank you. 
Did you find your soulmate or something? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's why you ask? I think you are my soulmate. Oh, yes, I am, baby. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, Master. Hi. It's a great honor to have this conference with you, and I'm very thankful. I would like to know, before we come down to this earth, do we know that we will come here to work for Supreme Master Television? And oh. do we make a pact to come here to work together to save the planet? Thank you, Master. What do you think? Well, I don't remember if I really made a pact, but I do believe I'm here for a special purpose. Ah, sure, then you're right. What is in your intuition and what is in your heart? And if you're happy to do what you're doing and you feel this is right for you, then maybe you have made the pact. Yes, I'm very happy to be here every single day. Then you have made the promise to come here and to work for the Supreme Master Television to save the planet, save the people, save the world. Thank wow. you very much. Mission. Continue with your job. Yes, I will. That's where you belong. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Hello, Master. How are you? Hello. First of all, I'd like to say thank you for the opportunity to be at Supreme Master Television. Every day, I'm grateful that you help me with the work that I'm doing at Supreme Master Television. And um, my first question is uh, actually related to the uh, inner voice. How do we know which inner voice comes from the high beings and which one actually comes from the mind? Thank you, Master. Whenever you have some hunt or some intuition about something, or if you ask a question and you got an answer related to that, and if you feel confident that it's good and it's beneficial to your job or what you're asking or to other people, then definitely that is our inner guidance. And if you still have doubt or you think it's no good for others or for yourself, then you have to rethink again and pray again and ask again and meditate on it until you're clear and confident that the, the answer is correct. My second question, Master, is uh, about dreams of past lives. I have been like, having dreams about past lives. I'm not sure if these are actual past life dreams or they just have my imagination playing with me. How can you well, tell? Well, whatever it is, if it's good, enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a good dream, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Mostly a good dream, then it's good. It's better than the reality that we have, anyway. <laughs> Enjoy, baby. Hmm? Okay. Sometimes a dream are for the past, sometimes a dream are of the future. And sometimes dream are a premonition of something that's coming. Hmm? So just uh, pay attention and then you will know what is what. If it's a past dream, then it's a working out of some bad karma of some desire that we still have left over. If it's about the future, then pay attention to see if it's happening like that, and then you know more, and then you continue to trust your intuition in the future. Thank you, Master. Okay. Continue. Have a good dream. Thank you, Master. Sweet dream. You're welcome. One other final question is, um, what can we do to help ourselves to uh, go deeper inside? Like, when, when you go deeper inside... Thank you, Master. Yeah. So you don't go deep inside enough? Tell you what, your dream is when you're going deep inside. At least deep in your sleep. Do what you can. Thank you, Master. 
You're welcome, love. Thanks for being there and doing good job. Hello, Master. Hello. I would like to ask you if you could uh, share some uh, details about true life of Jesus Christ. Some details that maybe can help us to grow more. Thank you, Master. Like what, honey? <laughs> uh, his life is so great. How can I tell you in a few minutes? Uh, what aspect you want to know? Uh, there are two periods in which I'm very interested. The first period is uh, when Jesus Christ got the teaching from where did he got it? This is one question that I would like to ask you. And the second one, we know from the public sources that Jesus Christ died, at, his physical body died at uh, 33 years old. And I would like to know if it's possible to know if this is true or not, or if this is useful for us to know about that. There was a long period of time that he disappeared. At that time, he went to India and studied with different spiritual enlightened masters at that time. And uh, Jesus did not die at 33 years of age, like the historical record, but he lived afterward. You remember, it is said that his body was in the cave, and then later some angel came and rolled the stone away from the entrance, and then they take his body out. And then he traveled again back to India. Legend had it that he was in Kashmir and lived until... Uh, 120 years of age and he was buried in Kashmir and I have visited the tomb in Kashmir and uh, it could be that it's his tomb it's a, something very similar to Jesus so if you want you can go there and visit and check it out <laughs> and they say that is the tomb of Jesus and there's a small tomb next to it. That's supposed to be his uh, attendant or his assistant. Hmm? When I read it, I, I know it is for Jesus' name. I just know it. I can't explain. <laughs> I meditate there for a while. Thank you, Master. You're welcome. Thank you very much for being so patient with me. I also am very proud that you have progressed progress very much. You are different, completely different from the, when you first came. Thank you, Master. And you know that, right? Yes, thank you. Good. Master, Yeah. I, I would like to say something in front of you. I would like to thank also all the brothers and sisters here, because they are also a wonderful example. And each time that I went through some bad period, there was always someone who were there smiling, helping and always being positive as you teach. And I would like to thank them and thank you, of course. Thank you. Okay. Thank them. Yeah. Hello, Master. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. I have two questions. Uh, first one is... I wanted to know if uh, initiates, for example, if they uh, develop the ability to speak with animals uh, telepathically, can they reveal it or even work as animal communicators? Only when necessary. Otherwise, uh, keep it to themselves. 
they will be busy in themselves with answering all kind of curious questions which are not really uh, very helpful to the animals or for the caretaker, you know. If necessary, yes, you can review. And if uh, they like to work as an animal communicator, yes, why not? Okay. Are you know anyone or is you yourself? Sometimes there were moments where I thought I understood the dogs around me or my dog. Yeah. But I'm not sure if it was true. You have to verify it with the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask questions to him. That can be verified. And then slowly, slowly, you will gain confidence and you know if it's true or not. you have communication with other animals or just with your dog? With my dog, I had a few moments like that. Now I walk other people's dogs, so hmm. I sometimes I kind of feel what they're saying. But very rare. Like, for example... Um, I was at home and uh, I was very busy at the computer and then my friend came over and I was stressed because uh, I thought that uh, I needed to finish some work and mm. then my friend came and I knew that she will soon leave but I was impatient mm. I wasn't like all there mentally because I wanted to come back to my work and the dog was there and she kind of noticed it probably and she said hey she said you you be nice to her but then I said oh you know I'm just stressed it's not that understand. I'm not nice. And she said, yeah, okay. I understand. Yes. Sometimes we are very stressed and we forget to consider other people, like she came from far away just to see you or yeah. some special important thing to her or something like that, of course. So the dogs are to remind you that's correct. <laughs> Even if it wasn't the dog who told you, it's also correct reminding. <laughs> okay? That's true. But maybe it's the dog who told you. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Dogs, they don't talk a lot unless necessary. You know, animals, they don't chatter all day like we do. <laughs> so only when necessary, they reveal something to you, and that's correct. Okay. Okay, you happy there? Yeah, I'm very happy to be here, Master. I'm really Good. grateful for the opportunity. Hi, Master. Hi. I'm so grateful for everything you have done for us and for the Earth. I feel very happy to be your disciple every day, and mm. I appreciate very much. I feel I still need to improve in many aspects. I hope I can learn more from you. Can I be a practitioner, follow you forever in the universe, at any levels and on any planet? Thank you, Master. In many levels, not every level. Some level you cannot go. As far as everybody else can go, you can go. Thank you, Master. Welcome. Master, um, at this point we have a surprise entertainment program. Uh, you have very yeah. much inspired us with your poetry, music, and singing. And so some of our brothers and sisters would like to dedicate some songs in their native language, especially Good. for you. I like that. Great. <laughs> Thank you. Bravo. Master, this is uh, an Italian song, and it's, it is called uh, Raggio di Sole, which means uh, ray of sun, because you are the sun in our life, Master. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Very sweet. <laughs> Benvenuto raggio di sole, a questa terra di terra e sassi, a 
questi laghi bianchi come la neve sotto i tuoi passi, a questo amore, a questa distrazione, a questo carnevale dove nessuno ti vuole bene e dove nessuno ti vuole male. Benvenuto, raggio di sole, avrai matite per giocare e un bicchiere per bere forte, un bicchiere per bere piano, un sorriso per difenderti e un passaporto per andare via lontano. Benvenuto a questa finestra, a questo cielo sereno, a tutti i clacson della mattina, a questo mondo già troppo pieno, perché lontano passa una nave, tutte le luci accese, benvenuto figlio di nessuno in questo paese. Thank you, Master. Oh. Benissimo, benissimo. <laughs> Molto grazie. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, we would like to present a Chinese song entitled Gratitude to You. And it's oh. about how you've always been with us through every step of our lives, even during the hardest times. And uh, all the goodness in us, it begins from you. So I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Hi, Master. Hi. I could like to um, have a song here. It's named the Nohung, and it means um, um, the longing for one's country. I would like to dedicate to you, Master. Thank you.
Ai về, về có nhớ, nhớ cô mình chăng? Tôi về, về tôi nhớ, hàm răng cô mình cười à. Ai về, về mua lấy, lấy miếng cười Để riêng tôi mua lại mảnh đời thơ ngây thơ Thank you, very nice. You forgot the, the buffalo. <laughs> yes, um, that's the second part of the song. <laughs> you didn't sing. Có con trâu già xinh xắn. Yes. Yeah, sing this the second part. Quê hương ơi, bóng đá ôm đàn em bé, nắng trưa im lìm trong lá, những con trâu lành trên đồi nằm mộng gì, chờ nghe tôi thổi khúc sáo chơi vơi. Quê hương ơi, tóc sương mẹ già yêu dấu, tiếng ru nỗi niềm thơ cánh tay em tựa mái đầu, ôi bóng hình từ bao lâu còn ghi mãi sắc màu. Tình hoài hương, khói lam vương tâm hồn chim xuống chiều xoay hương. Sống vui trong mối tình muôn đường, tình ngàn phương. Biết yêu nhau như lòng đại dương, người phiêu lãng. Nước mắt xuôi về miệng quê. Receive from the uh, initiate in Ola about the Ola Sea Opera. They, they say they enjoy it very much and they love it very much, and uh, they can't wait for every Thursday to watch the opera. They all said they love it very much, and uh, many of them even watch the the show a few times a day. The Ola initiate said the part that they love the best in the opera show is the part that you sing most. Yeah. And we also love it it's very much. So Just a short one, huh? Yes. Yeah. Would, you, would you please sing us a few more <laughs> opera songs? <laughs> Thank you, hey. Master. It was just a joke. It was at uh, that time I was with all the Vietnamese and you know how they press me with their loving <laughs> longing for some Vietnamese songs. So I just sing a short one for them. 
but uh, not now. I appreciate your your kind uh, encouragement, but maybe another time. You know, we need a live audience, huh? <laughs> maybe. Also, we have to find some good one. I mean, good vòng uh, cổ, huh? Not the sad one like Tình Lăng và Điệp. Ai nức nở quỷ bên chánh điện như nó giời ơi, sao mà buồn quá. <laughs> Next time maybe, okay? Another time. Thanks a lot anyway. I love Phong Cổ. I love all the songs. I love poetry. I love Vietnamese traditions. Traditional literature. I love all the traditional literature and poetry and songs. And people like it. I like it. I also look forward so I, every Thursday to to watch the buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Master. If it's for the world, you know, the larger audience, we should offer as beautiful translation as possible. Also to honor the Vietnamese uh, language, you know, which is very, very beautiful. And to me, it's the most beautiful language in the world. Very expressive, very musical, very poetic, very romantic, very melodious. Oh, it really touches your heart when you listen to it. Especially the poem. Beautiful, beautiful. I love the Vietnamese language. I'm sure everybody loves their own language too. Hi, Master. This song is about Allah. Okay. Allah is with us. We are overwhelming in happiness. Ah. The day of gladness has came, and the world congratulated us. The world is ours, and the soul is exalted. Allah ma'ana ma'ana ya hanana ya hanana Allah ma'ana ma'ana ya hanana ya hanana yum al-farah جانا والعالم هنانا يوم الفرح جانا والعالم هنانا الله معانا 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 دنيا دنيانا دنيانا والروح نشوانا نشوانا والله معانا 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 Shukriya, Shukriya. Okay, thank you for that. Master, I have another question. Just now you mentioned about the Buddha boy in Nepal who sat there for a long time and meditated and didn't eat. And uh, some people thought he's a great Buddha from the past who has come back. Mm. And others don't think so because they say he's so young and doesn't have a life experience. Mm. But it seems quite extraordinary to be able to sit so long without even eating right. and moving. So yep. can you say something about that? And is it like a sign of hope for the world? Well, um, this is not the first time that uh, uh, we heard of such phenomena. Uh, long ago, there was also a young boy also did like that, sit for a long time until his nails grow very long and turn, you know, into a circle around his fingers. Yes. Uh, it's possible. In China, there was also a monk who was sitting for a long time. Uh, his clothes become tattered like dirt even, you know. He died just maybe 
20 years or decades, something ago. Hmm? It's possible. It's possible to go also without food and drink. It's possible. All these people or beings, they do that just to give people some example of hope and faith in the divine, of the immense, limitless possibility that is housed within this physical body. So, of course, they give hope to the people. He's above human standard, at least. And he's really there to inspire people without doing much. If you just sit there and be in samadhi, even go without physical help, uh, for that he inspired countless people, definitely, no doubt. The more people know about that, the better. They should know that we exist not just by physical means, but by spiritual, sustaining energy. Just like Jesus has said, man doesn't live from bread alone. People who live on prana or on love or on manna, they live without food or with very little food. Or if, even if they eat or they drink a little thing, but they do it just for the taste or just to pass time, but they do not rely on these to sustain their life. But they might eat a little, drink a little, but they know that it is a divine power that sustains them. And they live by prana or what you call mana. Mana is a divine love food inside, yeah, and they live by love and by divine power. Call it prana or mana or breatharian, yes. There exists such thing, yes. And he's definitely an enlightened being. Thanks, Master. All right, you're welcome. Master, uh, with your permission, do we continue with a couple more personal questions? Or maybe you have something to say uh, to us? Well, I know you guys also sometimes go through a period of trials. And don't worry, I feel it too. So all I can tell you is just hang on in there, okay? What you're doing is great, and it's beneficial to yourself, spiritual development for yourself, and it helps the world immensely. So please hang on in there, continue your noble mission. Of course, the more positive things you do, and the more negative power also try to test you. And if your level is not very high, then sometimes they can scratch you at the feet or... Maybe drag your hair or something like that. So if you feel a little bit negative sometimes, that is because the level is not too high and the negative power can get you a little bit. So don't worry, just step aside or struggle for a while or go pray or go meditate. Then you'll be okay next moment. And thank you for all your trying, despite the test and despite sometimes the struggle and the uh, temptation. You still are there and you're still trying to work. And I thank you for that. And the world, thank you for that. The animals, thank you. All beings in the world, thank you. You have no idea how they thank you. So just remember the great job that you're doing. And do not look right, do not look left. Do not listen to anything else except the noble encouragement 
for your great work. Encourage each other, help each other, and try to remember you are helping the world. And that will be an immense blessing for you, unimaginable for you, how much blessing you have. You will have no idea. You will have it. You have an idea later. <laughs> Now you're too busy. <laughs> Thank you, Master. You're welcome. I tell you the whole truth and nothing but the truth. It is like that. So be happy. You are doing a great job there. And whatever bad karma you have it will be redeemed. And you'll be a great saint in no time. Please, continue your work. That's the best job you can have on this planet and the most honorable in heaven the most praiseworthy in other dimensions. All the heavens look down here and see what you're doing and they're praising you immensely. It's just that you're working in the closet. You're not allowed to know. So your ego will not be too big because it will be obstructive to your spiritual practice and your work. I love all of you very much. You're doing a great job, as it summarized. You're doing a great job. And it will be greatly benefit to you, to your five, six, seven, eight generations. And there's no other job better. Hello, Master. Hello. Master, this is the best job in the world, in the universe. Thank you. You're welcome. Even after what I feel is a long time, I still feel stuck in some areas. Um, I have a lot of weaknesses, um, vanity, stubbornness, and sometimes I'm not honest with myself. Um, I want to be more pure, not so square and genuine. Could you help me, Master? Uh, what can I do for you? But at least you're still there and you're trying, so it's okay. Keep trying, all right? Yes, Master. Sometimes we're born with it. Sometimes it's the karma. Sometimes it's in the DNA. Sometimes in the mind, you know, the background and the associate uh, people and habit and tradition, family, everything. Yes, Master. So uh, despite all that, you do your best and you do what is requested the best you can. And that's all we can do. Yes, I understand, Master. And then slowly everything will get better and better. Thank you. And you look better already now. I feel better, yes. Yeah, then it's good. You look better than before, so your face changed also. Look better. When we are better inside, we, we look better outside also. Thank you for your protection, Master. You're welcome. Thank you. Protect yourself with your virtues. Whatever you don't like, you cut it. You know, you're stubborn. Next time you feel you're being stubborn or argumentative with somebody when you know it's not correct, you just say, okay, okay, forget that. Yes, yes, I will do it. That's it, okay? Okay. And stop it right on the spot. The more you do that, the more it becomes habit. Then you become just like a new you, yeah? Whatever you don't like of yourself, you cut it. 
And after cutting many times, your mind will understand that you are the boss now and he's not going to tell you what to do or the negative things he wants you to do, argue and all that stuff or don't do the job. He will know that you are the boss and he will not try to play hell anymore. After many times, become different habits. Stubbornness is also a habit. And if we allow it to keep continue, then it becomes a very bad habit. But after we change and then we work the opposite direction, and then a new habit is born and then we overcome the old habit. And then it will be okay. Yes, Master. Thank you, Master. Cool. You're welcome. Master, uh, we have an improvised song for you. Okay. Tell me. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Oh. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving, dear Master. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What do you guys eat for Thanksgiving? Something good, Virgie Tech. Wonderful. That's good. That's good. Enjoy, okay? Thank you. Enjoy very much. Master, we want to thank you for this session, for all your love and wisdom and inspiration you give us every day. Uh, this time with you is very special for us, and we will keep it um, in our hearts and honor it. Uh, we wish that you will always stay well and beautiful. Uh, we ask that you take good care of yourself because the world needs you. The animal friends thank you. And uh, we love you very much. So thank you for teaching us love. And thank we, you, hope, thank you. we hope to see you or hear you soon again. Thank you also for your love and dedication. And have a wonderful Thanksgiving Day, a true Thanksgiving Day, thanks to the Providence. Thank you. I know you are working very hard, and I thank you, but it's all worth it. You will see, it's all worth it. So long for now. So long. Bye. Love you very much. We love you.